going to call the meeting to order. Clerk will call the roll. Erickson. Here. Erickson, here. Farrell. Here. Farrell, here. Gillis. Here. Gillis, here. Hendrick. Here. Hendrick, here. Kiefer. Here. Kiefer, here. Kolar. Here. Kolar, here. Krause. Here. Krause, here. Levin. Here. Levin, here. Matano. Here. Matano, here. McCarville. Here. McCarville, here. Miles. Here. Miles, here. Nelson. Nelson here, O'Laughlin. O'Laughlin here, Pan. Pan, absent. Pirtle. Pirtle here, Richmond. Richmond here, Rip. Rip here, Rit. Rit here, Rusk. Rusk here, Saloff. Saloff here, Shower. Shower here, Schmidt. Schmidt, absent. Soberg. Solberg absent. Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here. Veldrin. Here. Veldrin here. Wegleitner. Here. Wegleitner here. Willett. Here. Willett here. Wiest. Wiest absent. Zweifel. Zweifel absent. Baird. Here. Baird here. Baird here. Bollig. Here. Bollig here. Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here. Clausius. Here. Clausius here. De Felice. Felice absent. Downing. Here. Downing here. Die. Die absent. Corgan. Here. Corgan here. 37. 30 members present. A quorum is present. Um, supervisors Die, De Felice, Schmidt, Zwiefel, Solberg, and Wiest had all indicated that they would be absent this evening. This evening we're going to be led in our prayer inspirational message by Supervisor Erickson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I have a quote I want to mention um, briefly, and we can proceed. Um, I started writing something today, and I, I didn't want to proceed with it because I think it would just be too long and involved. Um, but I did want to say something, I guess, regarding racial issues. Um, I had a lot of things I could say about that, but I just wanted, I guess, I guess what I wanted to say is for someone like myself, being in the majority, you know, I didn't want to get into this, but, you know, I, I don't walk down the street, I don't go to a store, I don't, you know, look at buying a house or the things you just normally do. I don't have kids, but whatever, my godsons. I, I never have to worry about, you know, if I'm not in the majority culture or racial majority. And it's really frustrating to me with people I've talked to. One thing I want to say here was, you know, being in the racial group that I am from and my background is that listening is really important because when I do talk to friends of mine who are not white, I have friends who are of Asian descent, Asian Americans. I work with somebody very closely in my day job who's African American, and I hear things at times that really bother me, really concern me. Part of the reason I just wanted to bring this up is, you know, we saw something else a week ago Saturday. Something happened. A lot of us saw it on YouTube that I think was really, really awful. And it was about the guy in South Carolina being shot. And I guess I could tie this back to something I've worked on, which is sustainability and the natural step. And there's those four system conditions. One of the systems con system conditions are that, you know, people need to make their basic meat their basic human needs or have their basic human needs. One of those is safety, is personal safety. 
And we have, when we have a large segment or a segment of our population who feels threatened, sees videos like that, and, you know, they have to be concerned and scared. You know, that's something that's a problem. I'm going to say that I'm confident that we're doing what we can here in this body to try to address the issues of disparity that we have, which I'm not proud of. I'm also hopeful after last week's election, we have four African-American people on the city council. I think that's positive. Going back to what I said originally, for me, I just feel like those of us who are white need to listen, really listen to people who are not white. I think if we can do that, hopefully we can make some progress. We also have to be patient. A lot of this stuff is uncomfortable to hear. You know, frankly, it's my cultural background is like we don't talk about stuff, frankly. I mean, really. And it's true when it comes to issues of race. We don't talk about it. I'm reluctant to talk about it now. That's why I didn't read my prepared statement. But I guess that's what I want to say is, you know, we need to listen. We need to be patient. And we need to continue to move forward. So with that, I just wanted to have, I have a short quote from Martin Luther King I wanted to mention which I thought was appropriate to a lot of us here, because I think a lot of us really want to try to improve the world. So I think it was appropriate, short. Never, never be afraid to do what's right, especially if the well-being of a person or animal is at stake. Society's punishments are small compared to the wounds we inflict on our soul when we look the other way. So with that, if you join me in the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, individual with liberty and justice for all. Under special matters and announcements, we have a number of things. First of all, um, there's an envelope being um, distributed for the Flower Fund. We've had a lot of events in our lives um, at the, as county board members, and the Flower Fund is depleted. So if you um, wish to contribute, there will be an envelope going around um, that, that we, you can help um, celebrate um, and offer condolences to your fellow county board members with um, contributions to that. Next on the special matters and announcements, we have Dane County Cultural Affairs Commissioner, Commissioner um, Director Mark Frere is going to talk about the new poster along with um, Commission Member um, Supervisor Downing. Thank you very much. This is, I believe, our 34th year for the poster. Alliant Energy has supported the poster all these years, and Alliant Energy this year has decided not to fund the arts any longer in Madison. It's not their constituency, they told me. Uh, so the $25,000 that they would contribute to the poster and calendar is no longer there. They did say, however, we'll continue to support the poster with $12,500. So we will continue with the poster, which is great, and we'll find a new way to perhaps continue with the calendar or another avenue. But this year's poster was selected, uh, juried by 20 artists from around the county. Uh, we came down to just about five, and then three other artists uh, juried the remaining, remaining five to come down to the one image that they felt was best reflecting the theme, which is the shining lights. And this year's poster was, uh, was created by Brian McCormick, who lives down the street from me in Tenney Park. And the owner of that uh, painting is Arthur Ross, who lives down the street to me in Tenney Park. So 
by just sheer coincidence, we found the togetherness in this one poster. This is a poster called Lagoon. It's a combination of a couple of different images in Teddy Park, but it's the lagoon and the shining lights of Lagoon off in Teddy Park in the Lihara River. We thought it was really beautiful. We had a reception last Monday, well attended by about 60 folks. Uh, the energy was really nice. It was at the University Club. But the poster is available in our office. I also brought you a poster each for, for any one of you. And we still have calendars if you still want to use a calendar. But this is our 2015 poster. So thank you for your time. And one last thing. If you're not following DNR and Dane County Cultural Affairs and the work that we're doing, we are initiating some new projects. It's very exciting around the county. We're getting a lot of heads turning and saying, hey, let's participate. We are about grassroots community organizing in a way to make our community stronger and better. And I believe it's done through the arts. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. And thanks to Supervisors Downing and Clausius. Next, um, are there announcements from Supervisors? Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to bring it to the attention of my colleagues that each of you have AUW Extension 2014 Annual Report at your desk. Just wanting you to look through it and see what UW Extension is doing. There's a lot of diversity programs, and we're talking about racial disparities, so you'll find some good reading um, in this annual report. Thank you. Thank you. Supervisor Saloff. Thank you, Madam Chair. I wanted to take a moment to commemorate <clears throat> a, um, a, a, actually a hero in the town of Deerfield, <clears throat> Bob Riggi served for 40 years on the town board and uh, resigned this last term. I just wanted to uh, take a few moments and let you know that he first served as the treasurer and the clerk of the town, and then he became just the, the treasurer. And then for the past 12 years, he's been chairman. In that 12 years, in that 40 years, he's had numerous committees. He's been on the fire commission, the planning commission, and the town infrastructure committee. Moreover, he has been a true community member. He's always willing to help his constituency and as a neighbor. I mean, he gets out. If, it's, if the snow's coming down heavy, he gets in the, one of the plows and he plows. He does what's needed in the town of Deerfield, has done that for 40 years. Um, Bob decided to step away for personal reasons, and uh, I, I'm just so pleased that I was able to serve with him as county, as county board supervisor. And just to... Just to let you know, uh, the way he ran meetings, he gave everybody a chance to speak. He gave everybody a chance to advocate for their cause. He didn't shut anybody down. And um, it, was, it was really appreciated by the constituents of his in the town of Deerfield. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, Supervisor Saloff. Supervisor Erickson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just wanted to mention again that the fundraiser for the uh, chamber music group Convivo going to Castle, our sister county, in June, first week of June. Um, the you know sort of event fundraiser um, is again this Sunday at 3:30 at Supervisor Mary Kolar's um, condo. Um, again, that's 3:30 this Sunday, the 19th. And hope you can make it. Ask me for de more details. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Erickson. Supervisor Ritt. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. Um, tonight, along with Supervisor Dye, I'm going to um, circulate a resolution that states opposition to the state budget changes to essential health and human services program. So I'll be circulating it tonight, and I hope that you'll sign on as support. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Ritt. Supervisor Downing. Well, thank you, Madam Chair. 
I sit on two committees that have open seats for supervisors. So if anyone has an interest in either the Environmental Council or the Cultural Affairs Commission, let the county executive know and uh, because those are his appointments. Thank you, Supervisor Downing. Are there any other announcements? I have a couple since there's no more from the floor. Um, first of all, I wanted to announce April birthdays. While there are no supervisors who have birthdays in April, two people who are near and dear to us um, have birthdays. Our county board staff, Lisa McKinnon, has her birthday on April 25th, and our county clerk, Scott McDonald, has his birthday on April 29th. So happy birthday. I'm glad we've reminded you. Um, also, I wanted to mention, in addition to the vacancies that Supervisor Downing mentioned um, on the Environmental Council and the Cultural Affairs Commission, there are also vacancies on the Land Conservation Committee and also BUILD, the BUILD Committee. There are four supervisors needed for that. Um, the county executive has just made appointments to that. Um, and there will be need to be supervisors appointed to that also. And I make those two appointments, and the county exec makes the Environmental Council and the Cultural Affairs Commi Commission. So I'll send out an email to everyone um, letting you know that, but I just wanted to put it in your mind to think about if you wanted to volunteer for those assignments. Um, and lastly, there's a card going around for Abigail, who had her baby the day after our last board meeting. So um, we, you can wish her well in the, the card that's going around. On to approval of payments on bills over 10,000 referred to the county board. Is there a motion? Moved by Shower, seconded by Erickson. Is there a discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills over 10,000 are approved. On the approval of county board minutes, is there a motion? Moved by Matano, seconded by Nelson. Is there a discussion? All those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the minutes are approved. On the consent calendar, are there any requests for separation on items F1 to F9? Supervisor Veldrin. F3. Three. Thank you. Any other requests? Seeing none. On what's before us, the motion before us on F1 and F2 and then F4 to F9 is um, to adopt. Is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And we have approved F1 and F2 and F4 to F9. On F3, Resolution 555, authorizing fifth addendum to agreement between the City of Madison and Dane County for the sale of space in the City County Building. Is there discussion? Supervisor Veldrin. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, when I saw this sort of going through the committee process, I just thought about how many times we've done these um, sale of space in this building to the city and thinking we won't have any use for it. And unfortunately, the way we are in this current budget, um, direct, uh, directed or restricted by the, the state, I understand that there's a need to look for everything. And so I appreciate that. And, and I know that puts us in a hard position. I just think that, you know, when we've discussed 
um, places to do things with the jail. You know, that space might not be for that, but we could move and shift, and who knows. But every time we keep getting rid of space, and I know City Channel wants to be in the building, I appreciate that, too. I'm sure they don't like coming across the street all the time. But, you know, it just it bothers me that we just keep parceling this off till we'll be the tenant. And maybe that's what we really want. I don't know. But it seems like less and less of this building is county. So I just, you know, I'm going to vote against it. I, I'm sure it's not going to, it's going to pass, and that's fine. I just want to just voice that concern. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Veldron. Is there further discussion on Resolution 555? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. Um, the ayes have it, and Resolution 555 is approved. On reports on zoning petitions, on items H1 to H10, what's before us is the recommendation of the committee. Are there any requests for separation on items H1 to H10? Seeing none, um, is there discussion on items H1 to H10? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the zoning petitions, um, the recommendation of the committee is approved on the zoning petitions. Under ordinances, the first ordinance amendment is Ordinance Amendment 65, um, amending Chapters 2 and 32 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances regarding statutory offenses. Is there discussion? Oh, and we have registrations first, I'm sorry. Um, we have a number of people wishing to, two people wishing to speak in support and um, several wishing to register in support. I'll first call up those wishing to speak in support. First is Diane Steinbeck. Diane, you have to either speak now or um, or you, it will just count you as registering in support. This is the opportunity to speak. Register. Okay, thank you. And then second up is Gary Store, Story. Is that Story? Okay, well, do, you, do you want to come up to the microphone? I'm going to uh, pass too. Okay, I'll just read that you're registering in support. So it's Gary Story. Registering in support, Diane Steinbach. Registering in support, Debbie Denton. Registering in support, Carol Simba. Registering in support, Dennis Brennan. Registering in support, Nate Petroman. Registering in support, Greg Kinsley. Registering in support, and Karen Kinsley. Registering in support. Discussion on Ordinance Amendment 65. Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd like to move sub one, which is at the desks. Supervisor, moves sub, Supervisor Hendrick moves sub one. Is there a second? Seconded by Supervisor Ritt. Would you like to describe that? Uh, certainly. Uh, I'd, first, I'd like to thank all the uh, citizens that came to support this ordinance. I think it's uh, long past time that we decriminalize marijuana in Dane County. And I uh, also want to thank the county executive and Supervisor Stubbs for initiating Ordinance Amendment 65. Uh, as you know, Ordinance Amendment 65 reduces the fine for small amounts of marijuana to 
And the substitute that I'm proposing uh, goes one step further and reduces the fine to $1 and also applies that to second offenses, subsequent offenses, and uh, potentially larger amounts of marijuana. I think this board, in its wisdom, decided to reject marijuana enforcement funds a couple months ago because we know that marijuana enforcement is contributing to our racial disparities and we don't want to make our racial disparities even a little bit worse. Also, we had a referendum and we asked the people, did they want to legalize marijuana? We don't have the power to do that, but we did have the power to put it on a referendum and overwhelmingly, Dane County residents said they would prefer to legalize marijuana. Uh, marijuana certainly has some health effects and to an extent it's a public health problem, but it is not a criminal problem and I think most people in Dane County and most people on this board recognize that. So if we are going to send a message and I think the sheriff asked us uh, when we voted on the marijuana enforcement funds, what message are we sending to law enforcement? I think the message that we should send them is that it is not a priority of this board to enforce uh, marijuana prohibition and that we will reduce the fine to the greatest extent we can to uh, send the signal to other elected officials and, and law enforcement that uh, that this is not a priority. Um, just to be very specific about this ordinance, it is authorized by a specific state law. About two years ago, the legislature, uh, for whatever reason, passed a state law that specifically allows a county to create an ordinance uh, covering any amount of marijuana, uh, any number of offenses. There is, and I know the wording's a little confusing in the in the text because it's pretty much the language that was taken out of the statute. There is the situation that if someone is charged with a criminal complaint for a large amount of marijuana or for a second offense, of course they would not be prosecuted under this $1 ticket. You can't be prosecuted for two different things for the same offense. Uh, but if the district attorney in doing his job chooses not to prosecute, if the sheriff and the sheriff's deputies in their discretion decide to issue a ticket instead of uh, charging someone with a crime, this ordinance allows that maximum flexibility to uh, de-emphasize marijuana prohibition to the greatest extent we can. Um, I, do want, I don't want to speak for the sheriff, but I, I assume a question that might arise is how would this be implemented? And uh, regarding the $10 ticket, I believe the sheriff said at uh, the PP&J committee that he assumes that sheriff's deputies, if the county board chooses to adopt an ordinance, and he was talking about the $10 fine, that uh, sheriff's deputies would enforce that uh, anywhere in the county, uh, except if they are under a contract policing contract with a specific municipality that has a different ordinance. So uh, this, finally, the advantage of this version, the $1 fine, is that it, it does specifically address the situation where a city or a town or a village does not have a marijuana ordinance. Uh, this could be applied in that city, town, or village. And uh, 
not only in the unincorporated area of Dane County. So I hope to get your support. Uh, my primary motivation is that this reduces in some part our problems with racial disparities and that uh, to the extent that marijuana is a health issue, it is more a public health issue than a criminal issue. So I hope for your support for this substitute. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor Pirtle. Supervisor Hendrick would yield to a question. So I'm just trying to follow, and <clears throat> admittedly I'm not a lawyer, but just to be clear, so the way that this seems to be set up under sub three, it says that they can't be charged on this. They have more than 25 grams of marijuana or they had a prior conviction unless the following has occurred. And it says charges had been dismissed or the district attorney declined to prosecute. If the district attorney declines to prosecute, what would happen then, like under the law now? This would seem to give the sheriff the ability to issue a ticket, but would anything happen to them now if the DA didn't prosecute? I just don't understand the process, I guess. Yes, and the uh, Carlos is here from Corporation Council. I, I think the statute is a little bit more clear. The, the ordinance violation or the ticket, a $1 ticket, $1 plus court costs, uh, would apply unless a criminal complaint is filed. So this gives the, at the point of issuing a ticket, this gives the option rather than charging someone with a crime or arresting them, taking them to jail, to issue them a ticket for a larger amount of marijuana. The language that you're pointing to in Section 3, it says that if the district attorney would later charge them with a criminal complaint, that would take precedence. So right now, someone can be charged, someone can be arrested, someone can be taken to jail, uh, but this gives the law enforcement officer, most likely the sheriff deputy, he gives them the upfront option to issue a ticket and never take the person to jail or, or never arrest the person. And I, I, I admit that it's confusing, but that's, that's the explanation that we came up with. Okay. Supervisor Rusk. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. If we could have Corporation Council come up, that'd be helpful. Um, why he's coming up. Um, the original version was very simple, and I understand, understood that very, uh, you know, we were just going to lower it down to $10, and now we're talking about lowering it down to $1. Um, Carlos, I don't quite know how to say this, but I am aware um, that one of the strategies in the district attorney's office in many cases is they pile on charges and uh, you end up with um, uh, lots and lots of charges and then the strategy is then you basically have to plea bargain yourself down so you can get out of jail and get rid of felony charges. Should I be concerned that this discretion to the district attorney, uh, is that going to facilitate more of that kind of behavior if they so choose? 
I can't really uh, talk about what the district attorney can do. I, I guess I can sort of try to explain, like Supervisor Hendrick did, what the, how the ordinance would play out in that situation. Um, I believe currently there would, could be a scenario where if it got to a district attorney, the district attorney would be faced with a somewhat stark choice, right? The stark choice would be if it's more than 25 grams, I need to prosecute it as a misdemeanor or, excuse me, as a felony potentially or drop it. Those, that would be the stark choice right now because there, there isn't a current uh, civil forfeiture that could step in there. So I think what you're suggesting is, is it possible for a DA to now say, well, now I have a third option, which is allow the civil forfeiture that may have been issued by a sheriff stand, and that way I know there's a prosecution out there still. So I guess in that case, I'm, I don't know if that answers your question specifically, but that, would, that could be a scenario. Um, if we just lower the fine to $1 or $10, do we not have that scenario? Again, so currently now, I think, I, I think that's right. The, standard, the DA would have to either proceed under a, the criminal statute or drop it. If, we, if, if the original OA that Supervisor Stubbs introduced were to pass, that was, those would remain the only two options at that point. Okay, so $1 or $10 or drop it, with this, if it's more than a particular amount, they have more flexibility? They would have another option then if it's more than an amount, yes. Okay. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Supervisor Schauer. Well, obviously, in, in, on PP&J, we looked at this very closely and this had my support when it uh, dealt with uh, first offense of a small amount. And this um, floor amendment uh, changes much of the rest of the statute. I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable with uh, how um, this is put together, and I haven't had enough time to look at it, and I... You know, I think we have a, a committee process here that needs to be uh, followed and respected, and I don't believe that this does that either. So I'm, um, I'm going to be voting against the, the um, substitution. I am in favor of lowering this um, um, uh, fine in a way that what, in the way that was in the original, uh, supported by, uh, um, by um, a Supervisor Stubbs, and I, I, I suggest that the uh, my colleagues follow suit. I mean, uh, to rewrite the statute on the floor isn't uh, good uh, use of our time or of our faculties, and I'm not confident for how this is going to play out. And without the district attorney here to actually tell us or anybody from his office about how this will change um, the um, prosecutions, um, I, I feel very uncomfortable with the way this is worded, and I'll be voting against it. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schauer. Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. A uh, couple of quick comments. Um, one of the comments is that I agree with uh, my colleague that just spoke in regards to not having the district attorney present. I would be a little concerned if we would take a third scenario and not really have it played out in a way that it could be. Um, and listening to our court counsel say that he can't speak for the district attorney's office, but he could give us the county scenario. So I, I, I'm quite worried if we try to lay out a third scenario. With that being said, I'd like to call Josh Ford from the executive office, considering that this is part of the access to opportunities. 
And um, my question to Josh as he walks up would be, had, has there been discussion about a scenario such as this that's before us? Um, what was some of the dialogues? What, if you're able to share with us, would have been communication with the district attorney? I know the executive office has spent a significant amount of time going through this ordinance and all of the different um, applications that could be applied. And so I'm concerned if we're trying to do modifications on the floor, but I would defer to you because you've had more conversation with the district attorney's office now. Sure. So our office uh, certainly was in consult with the district attorney's office and other stakeholders in advance of the proposal, the original proposal that's before you tonight. Um, and there were certainly conversations, you know, bringing to their attention sort of why the proposal was drafted the way that it was. And the original <clears throat> intent was to start, and, and frankly, it was brought to us by county staff. Um, who work directly uh, with juvenile delinquency and, you know, work with a lot of, um, you know, kids on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, they're really our first-hand eyes and ears to bring forward to us what they're seeing and what, um, you know, provisions may be unintentionally creating um, uh, disparities. And certainly uh, this was one of them, the, uh, you know, the incident where an individual may get involved in a traffic violation, <clears throat> get pulled over, and then in the process of that traffic stop comes some revelation of some small amount of possession of marijuana uh, on their person. Um, so that informed uh, the recommendation for the 25 grams or less and the, 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 uh, the dollar amount, which, of course, is noted as some associated court costs that re remain with it as well. The overarching goal is, 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 to, is to get at um, you know, provisions like this in county ordinance that possibly haven't been looked at in decades, but encourage a broader countywide conversation and bring our partners uh, on board with uh, embracing this concept as well. Uh, there are some communities, and there's 25 cities and villages. They all have different sets of codes, different sets of ordinances, right? Tickets for differing amounts, some of them as high as $1,000 in the city of Fitchburg. Some of them are much lower. So the goal here is some more uniform approach to this, and we're working community by community on this. The county piece of this, frankly, is one slice of it. Um, you know, the mention was made about individuals stopped by sheriff's deputies. This leads by example. This demonstrates that the county, at least from the executive's perspective, is willing to be a leader on this issue, but we want to encourage our partners to come along with us. And frankly, we've had some early success with some communities who have an open mind to addressing issues like this. So um, the district attorney, uh, well, I didn't speak with him personally. It, you, our understanding is he was supportive of the reduction to the, uh, the $10 um, ordinance citation. And frankly, we felt that was an amount that we could go sell to our partners, cities, and villages to come along with us. That's the reasoning behind the proposal as it was first drafted, if that's helpful. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Josh. And I would ask colleagues not to be supportive of sub substitute a number one for OA65. Just hearing Josh talk about the collaboration with multiple partners and hearing them say what their comfort level is, I'm quite uncomfortable um, amending um, section 34.10 at this time. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Supervisor Pan. Thank you, Chair Corgan. Um, I just want to say that I personally uh, found Corporation Council's explanation uh, particularly helpful. It seemed pretty clear to me that this is about 
Uh, for me, this is not about 10 or $1. The more important thing for me here is about discussing the amount and discussing uh, uh, offense, the number of offenses. And it seemed pretty clear that this is about um, in a situation where uh, a, a, the DA would be in a position where they would be more likely probably to be forced to, to press some sort of charge and that charge that they're only left with is a felony charge and instead being able to provide them an option that where they can press a charge if need be but uh, one that is not detri totally detrimental to the person. Um, I think that's a pretty clear that's a pretty clear explanation to me and a pretty clear demonstration of how this substitute could potentially uh, benefit in reducing uh, incarceration and reducing racial disparities. In fact, I think that this goes. I think you know this is a great first step, and I'm glad that this original ordinance amendment was brought forward. Uh, I certainly voted for it in PPNJ. Uh, but that being said, at the end of the day, if we're gonna, and I know we're gonna be having more conversations about this, and I appreciate the fact that the county executive's office has been opening these conversations, but. Uh, on one hand, first of all, there are communities such as the city of Middleton that have been starting to discuss something more towards this language and more expansive than our original, sub, uh, original ordinance amendment. So, so if we want to lead by example, you know, we're already uh, we're, we're almost falling behind at this rate. And the other thing uh, that I think is more important is the fact that um, if we're talking about really tackling racial disparities, I think we have to talk about larger amounts of marijuana. We have to talk about second and subsequent offenses. Uh, I don't think we can, I think if we talk about just about first offenses, if we just talk about small amounts, we're really astroturfing racial disparities. We're not solving racial disparities. Given how often communities of color and young people of color are interacting with law enforcement, how often law enforcement are in their communities, uh, it's very unlikely that the average person of color now that is struggling to, to deal with issues of fines and issues of, of the war on drugs are, are dealing with a first offense. So, you know, uh, certainly, you know, having that first offense uh, language is important, but I think we really need to be expanding that to beyond first offense. Otherwise, we're just making a nice statement. It'll benefit uh, a handful of people, but it won't, uh, it won't benefit those that are most affected right now as much as it, can, as much as it should. Uh, so we really want to talk about racial disparities. We have to talk about marijuana prohibition on all forms. And uh, frankly, given the fact that the county has voted for full legalization, the um, larger the amount we can, the more we can decriminalize marijuana, I think, the, 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 the better it is. And that's, in my opinion, in line with what the community has uh, stated their support, no matter what district you represent. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pan. Supervisor Richmond. Thank you, Madam Chair. I have a question for Mr. Westcott, too. So I'm not on PP&J and haven't followed this closely, and I, I heard what you said a, a little bit ago in response to Supervisor Stubbs' question. Um, does the amount of money, uh, the $10 or the $1, make a big difference to the county exec's office in, in your plan to, to attack the underlying problem? No. I, I heard that um, the Department of Administration had estimated that it would make a a $900 difference in expected revenue, something to that effect, so it seems small. So in terms of the difference between this sub and the original, for the exec's office, the, the amount collected doesn't make a difference. Well, there's, there's the dollar amount is only one of the differences in the sub, though, and I think as the Corporation Council explained, too, the amount affected by the sub is also different. There's the 
over 25 grams and under 25 grams. I, I understand that issue, but I did yep. want to ask you about the money first. So in terms of the fine amount, $10 and $1, yep. to get at the underlying problem, having a, a fine of a small amount is what you're getting. Yep. At the, the goal was to, to lower it, whether that's a difference of $9, right, $1 or $10, the executive was comfortable with either of those. Thanks very much. Yep. Um, Madam Chair, my comment hearing debate so far on this tonight is that um, two supervisors said they're uncomfortable changing what was passed in PP&J on the floor. Another supervisor who's on PP&J said we should be dealing with underlying issues like second offense, et cetera. And um, I would support uh, sending it back to committee to discuss uh, larger issues, I guess, because um, it seems like they may have been discussed, but uh, hearing tonight that the principal sponsor and uh, a member of the board who's a lawyer are uncomfortable changing this and then hearing someone else say that we need to talk about underlying issues of second offense and amounts, it feels like to me we should deal with the whole issue at once rather than passing this tonight and then coming back and talking about those other issues. I'm not going to make that motion right now, but um, it feels like it's an important uh, issue that I wouldn't want to see something passed on and then say, well, we didn't do a good job on it later. So that's my comment. Thanks very much. Thank you, Supervisor Richmond. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, well, Supervisor Pan um, covered most of what I wanted to say, or maybe all of it and then some, but I just want to say Something he said may be a little louder and a little slower. Um, but right now, in the state of Wisconsin, a second offense of possession of marijuana in any amount is a felony, punishable by a substantial amount of money and jail time. So think about the impact of felony on a young person's life, a young person that's likely to be a person of color in this community because of our arrest and in incarceration disparities and what we know from the ACLU study on the disproportionate impacts of marijuana criminalization. So this gives a choice to the DA instead of charging someone with a felony that will impact the rest of their life, their ability to get a job, the ability to get housing, the ability to support their family. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense um, for that reason, and I um, encourage you to vote in favor of the substitute. Thank you, Supervisor Wegleitner. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Madam Chair. I think we're hearing um, some interesting arguments from both sides. Um, something that a, a prior supervisor said, they said, you know, I'm not on PP&J. I don't know what's going on. I am on PP&J, and I can tell you we haven't discussed this. This sub was never before us. And I would think that um, we should approve the original proposal, and the sub should turn into a new proposal and go to PP&J. I appreciate the ideas of re-referral. I appreciate the ideas of supporting this in, in substance. But what we have, from the perspective of PPJs, we've had a very lengthy and detailed conversation about Supervisor Sub's proposal. And I think it, it, it may not be enough 
and I appreciate the sub trying to say there's more that we can do. There is absolutely more than we can do. And I think that's worthy of conversation. But I think that it hasn't had a conversation yet. And to build off on the excellent um, uh, present, uh, statement at the beginning by Supervisor um, Erickson, we have to listen. Sub one has not been in committee. We have not discussed. We have not listened. Um, I'm going to be voting against sub one because I think that it is something that needs to be discussed in committee. And I don't support re-referral because I think that the original should be supported tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Supervisor Rusk. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, not to totally say what Supervisor Baird just said, um, I think we should deal with the issue tonight, and I'm fine with $1. There are no unintended consequences with that. That's been fully vetted or vetted. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of it. Uh, you know, I understand that we want to maybe give the DA more um, authority, but maybe not. The DA's office has an awful lot of authority, and I, I happen to know uh, in, a, in another area, maybe I shouldn't say this, but there are dozens and dozens of people of color in Dane County who have problems with um, somebody calling the police um, after they spank their kid. And these cases are fully um, investigated by the Human Services Department as they should be. And in dozens of cases, the Human Services Department has determined that it doesn't reach the level where there should be prosecution. And they go for parenting classes and, 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 and trying to get parents to, to change the way um, they deal with their children. And in dozens and dozens of cases, that's overruled by the DA and they're charged with felony child abuse. And um, so I don't know when I hear that and when I see this, I, you know, so I would suggest that we just go ahead and um, deal with what we know is exactly right. And then then uh, Supervisor Hendrick or whoever can can broaden it and um, send it back to PPNJ or introduce it. It will come to PPNJ and then we'll take a look at um, uh, what else we can do. But then that way, I won't be nervous and will be assured that we're not creating any unintended consequences. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Supervisor Hendrick. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Just one or two more minutes. Uh, the, the original ordinance is a good idea, and I'm voting for it. If the substitute doesn't pass, I will... I will vote yes and pass the original ordinance, and I hope everyone else will also. Uh, but just to be clear, if you vote no on the substitute, you're not somehow restraining the district attorney from filing felony charges. That's what the Corporation Council explained, and a very clear explanation. Right now, the district attorney, if someone has... 26 grams, which is just a full ounce of marijuana, the only choices they have are complete dismissal or charging a felony. They already have the choice to charge a felony. This only gives the third option of 
perhaps the sheriff's deputy has issued a ticket or at the point of the district attorney making a decision, they can choose to charge the middle ground, a fine, an ordinance violation for 26 ounces of marijuana. If you vote for the original, which I think you should, you're saying we don't want to ruin someone's life for 25 grams of marijuana. Absolutely. Who could disagree with that? Charge someone with a crime because they have a small amount of marijuana. That makes no sense. There's no need to do it. It doesn't help the public uh, health issue. It certainly doesn't help our racial disparities. But if you vote no on the sub, what you're saying is, well, yeah, but if it gets to 26 grams of marijuana, then we'll ruin your life. So I, I still hope you vote yes on the sub and then vote yes on the final vote. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Ender. Supervisor Keeper. Thank you, Madam Chair. I was originally not planning to speak, but I think there's just a lot of confusion about what actually goes on in the DA's office. Um, and I just wanted to, as someone who actually used to work there, in fact, I used to be on the drug unit there. Um, I was one of the drug prosecutors, one of the three <laughs> drug prosecutors there. I just thought I'd speak for just a minute about how the process actually works in the DA's office. Um, this proposal would not in any meaningful way limit the discretion of the DA's office at all. The way that it happens is uh, cases are referred up to the DA's office. The DA's office then decides, do we want to charge this criminally or do we want to issue a county ordinance? If it's under 25 grams, the general policy of the office is you charge it out as a county ordinance. But if there's extenuating circumstances, such as indicative dealing or intent to distribute, something under 25 grams could still be charged criminally. It's a judgment call by the DA. And that discretion would still exist under this change. It would not affect that in any way. Um, and I also wanted to just briefly talk about, there's been discussion about piling on charges and whether or not the DA's office piles on charges is something that the prosecution, the defense bar debate a lot. Um, when I was at the DA's office, I felt we didn't pile on charges since 2011. Now they've been a defense attorney. I've, of course, changed my view. But um, <laughs> uh, suffice it to say, the DA's office is not piling on charges to add a county ordinance marijuana ticket because that's the lowest level offense that the DA's office could charge would be a county ordinance marijuana. Um, what might be considered piling on charges in some instances would be charging it criminally if in fact it was under 25 grams. Uh, and there are other charges that were also there and this was added on. That a lot of people would look at as in the defense bar at least as piling on charges. But this ordinance amendment before us has nothing to do with piling on charges. Whether that happens or doesn't happen would not be affected by that. And also the discretion of the DA's office would not be affected by this in any way at all. Uh, and so I just wanted to clarify the perspective of someone who actually worked in the office and did this day in and day out, um, my perspective on that, on those two issues. Thanks. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer. Supervisor Pirtle. <clears throat> Uh, well, just a couple of things. I actually think I like this ordinance, although I didn't know that when I read it, because um, I really didn't understand exactly what it did. <clears throat> and that's, I think, one of the challenges. I, I don't know, and this is, I guess, why I wish I would have gone to committee. I have no idea. I mean, the DA right now has the option to charge for possession over 25 or not. I know often how often he does that or doesn't. 
I have no idea if we give him the option to just do the ticket, if he'll do that instead. And I kind of like to know the answers to those questions. I'll be honest. Like, I'm probably good with this tonight. I'm probably good with it if it comes back again. I'm definitely good with the original. But I guess all I would say is this is why it's useful to send it through the committee process so that we can know the answers to those questions. Because um, I, I think this might be really good in practice or in principle, but I have no idea if the DA will ever use this in practice and if it will actually help us when we do it. But it is what it is. Thank you, Supervisor Pertle. Supervisor Pan. Thank you. Uh, I just want to quickly say one thing, which uh, while, I, while I agree and understand that, I, you know, I think a lot of our wordsmithing is, is uh, better done in uh, committee, I, you know, frankly wanted to uh, just express, again, you know, my support on this and saying that, saying that, um, you know, I think, you know, if you think this is a bad idea, if you think it's a bad idea to, to, to expand uh, an attempt to try to decriminalize marijuana as much as possible to beyond just first offense, to beyond just 25 grams, to have some sort of substantive impact. If you think that's a bad idea, then vote no on it. If you think that's a good idea, then vote yes on it. But don't give me this view that, oh, if it was a different procedure or it was a different process, then, you know, and then, you know, we could just, and then just stall, 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 and then you're going to vote no. Don't give me that. You know, instead, vote what you think is right, and don't give me this process argument. Thank you. Supervisor Baird. I just wanted to say I think it's a good idea, and I will be voting no. Supervisor Gillis. Um, you know, I don't want to belabor any points that anyone else has made. I'm not here to talk about process. Uh, in my day job, I tell people to never talk about process because every time you talk process, you're not really talking about anything. Um, I am not comfortable with this because I have truckloads of questions that I still think need to be answered. I believe it's a good idea, um, but I'm not an attorney and I'm not super well versed on this. Uh, so that is uncomfortable for me. I am well-versed on the fully vetted thing that came through, uh, so I'm going to vote for that. I'd vote for that if the fine was one cent. Um, it, that doesn't mean anything uh, in the larger scheme of things to me. But I worry about unintended consequences. I've seen what happens legislatively when bodies make decisions without knowing all the answers, or at least some of the answers. Um, and when that happens, uh, nine times out of ten, bad things happen. It happens across the street. Uh, it happens in Washington, D.C. Um, that's why decisions should be made with as much information as possible, and I don't feel like we have as much information as possible. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Gillis. Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'm standing because we've talked about collaboration. We've talked about partnerships. I think it's bad practice. I think it's poor communication. If we're going to stand here and rewrite policy and don't even have our district attorney present to tell us what he thinks, his opinion matters to me. And so I think if we want to do what's right, then you go through committee. There is a process. This would have been wonderful to take through committee and didn't go through committee. Doesn't mean that 
our sponsor can't come back later with the different version. But as of tonight, I do want to respect the partnership with our district attorney. None of us here are elected as the district attorney. We don't have our sheriff part, um, present. And so I am very uncomfortable to make decisions that are impactful to a person who has to enforce it. We heard one of our colleagues stand and talk about being a former employee and how that works. But I like our district attorney to be present and tell me how it works today. And so I'm going to ask you to vote against sub one and encourage the sponsor perhaps to come forward again through committee of PP&J that comes through the whole process so we can all have opinions. I am uncomfortable today making that decision to vote for sub one, but I would encourage you to vote for ordinance amendment 65, which is the original ordinance amendment. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, on ordinance amendment sub one to ordinance amendment 65, clerk will take the roll. What exactly we're voting? We're voting to replace the original with the sub, just so I know that. Is You're right. We are voting on sub one to ordinance amendment 65. <clears throat> That's what's right. Then we'll we'll go back to one way or another. We'll go back to ordinance amendment 65 to the main motion. Okay. We'll take the roll. Erickson. Erickson, no. Farrell. Farrell, no. Gillis, no. Gillis, no. Hendrick, aye. Hendrick, aye. Kiefer, aye. Kiefer, aye. Kolar, no. Kolar, no. Krause, aye. Krause, aye. Levin, no. Levin, no. Matano, aye. Matano, aye. McCarville, no. McCarville, no. Miles, aye. Miles, aye. Nelson, no. Nelson, no. O'Laughlin, no. O'Laughlin, no. Pan, aye. Pan, aye. Pertle, Pertle, aye. Richmond. Richmond I Rip. No. Rip no Rit. Aye. Rit I Rusk. No. Rusk no Saloff. No. Saloff no Shower. No. Shower no Schmidt. Schmidt. Epson. Solberg. Epson. Correct. Stubbs. No. Stubbs no Veldrin. No. Veldrin no Wegleitner. Wegleitner I Willet. No. Willet no Weist. Absent. Zweifel. Absent. Baird. Baird no Bollig. No. Bollig no Chenoweth. No. Chenoweth no Clausius. No. Clausius no De Felice. De Felice absent. Downing. No. Downing no Die. Die absent. Corrigan. No. Corrigan no. The vote is 21 I, 10 no. I mean, I'm sorry, reverse that. 10 I, 21 no. Um, and the most sub one fails. We are back to ordinance, ordinance Amendment 65, the main motion. Um, is there discussion on Ordinance Amendment 65? Supervisor Stubbs. Yes, thank you, uh, Madam Chair. I'd like to uh, make a motion to make an amendment to um, Ordinance Amendment 65, line 16. I'd like to change the dollar amount to $1 and line 27 to $1. I need that in writing. Yes, sir. Bring that up. Stubbs and who? Who was the second? Andrew. And sorry. Moved by Stubbs, seconded by 
um, Hendrick to on line 16 reduce um, the amount at the end of the line to one, from $10 to $1, and then um, on line 27, again, to reduce the amount from $10 to $1. Is there discussion on? May I still speak? Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. The reason I think we've heard the discussion, and here in the executive office, um, Josh said that the executive is not um, opposed to a reduction in the dollar amount, the $1 amount, and hearing Supervisor Hendricks talk about it, and so I would ask for support that we reduce the dollar amount to $1. Thank you. Is there further discussion on Supervisor Stubbs' motion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Supervisor Stubbs' motion is approved. Now we are on Ordinance Amendment 65 as amended by the Stubbs Amendment. Is there discussion? Supervisor Keeper. I just wanted to point out, just in case there's confusion from the public about this or perhaps in the news media about this, that this would not, in effect, reduce the fine to $1 because there are court costs that get added to it. The actual fine, as I understand from consulting with court counsel beforehand, would be $1 plus court costs of $114.50. So the actual amount we're reducing it to, in effect, is $115.50. So that's the fine. It's not a $1 fine. It's actually a $115 fine. And I just wanted to clarify that before people went out lighting up their marijuana thinking that they're only going to be charged a dollar. It actually would be more expensive than that. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer. Supervisor Rusk. Thank you, Madam Chair. And um, just to add on to that, we did have quite the discussion at the Criminal Justice Council as to whether or not we could get rid of the court costs. And um, there wasn't unanimity of opinion. It kind of sounded like there would be a constitutional crisis and we probably could not get rid of the court costs. But anyway, we did discuss it and we, we tried and we would do that if there was a way to do that but we haven't figured out a way to do that without creating a constitutional crisis thank you supervisor rusk supervisor keeper still time left <laughs> just very briefly um in fact the judge can always remit court costs um this happened quite frequently when i was in the da's office is still the case now so there's always the option of the judge to what's called remit the court costs um, and that would bring the fine down to the actual dollar but that would have to be decided by the judge thank you supervisor keeper is there further discussion on ordinance amendment 65 as amended seeing none all those in favor say aye, aye. opposed say no the ayes have it and ordinance amendment 65 is approved we are now on to Ordinance Amendment 73, amending Chapter 80 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances regarding benefit for employees on military leave of absence. Is um, there discussion on Ordinance Amendment 73? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Ordinance Amendment 73 is approved. On award of contracts, we are um, re on Resolution 620, Award of Contract for the Pedestrian Bicycle Bridge on the Military Ridge Trail. Sub 1 is before us. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 620 is approved. 
Resolution 622, Award of Contract for Alliant Energy Center Pavilions Wash Racks at the Alliant Energy Center. Sub 1 is before us. Is there discussion on Resolution 622? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 622 is approved. Under items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage, um, two of these items we're going to need to do separately. Um, but um, So M1 and M4, we're, we need to separate out. But um, unless there, is there a request to, do, to separate either M2 or M3? And these are items requiring um, two-thirds majority. So I'd like to record them as having passed unanimously. So on items, I'm going to do, I'll do M2 and M3, and then we can go back and do one and four. So on items M2 and M3, um, is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. um, The ayes have it, and they are approved unanimously. On items, item M1, amending Chapter 7 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances regarding procedures for conditional permit, conditional use permit appeals. What's before us is the Executive Committee action. Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. I would like to move sub one. Second. Moved by Miles, second by Hendrick. Um, would you like to speak to sub one? Sure. And we began by thanking both you, Madam Chair, and Supervisor Matano for your work and working with staff on bringing some clarity to uh, the appeals process of conditional use permit applications when they come to the Polk County Board. Uh, we didn't have that before, and, and it was a little uh, ambig- ambiguous and at times confusing for both board members and for the, for the um, petitioners and those filing an appeal. Um, Sub one was passed by ZLR, and uh, we did it uh, after consultation with the Dane County Towns Association, who uh, are in support of of sub one. Uh, Supervisor Matano uh, worked with Corp Council in drafting that to bring further clarity to the original language and to also clarify that what is in the public record, what isn't, what is the record when it comes to the full county board to make clear that communication coming from the original version communication it could have been construed that communication from the public via email and so forth would be in a sense illegal let's clarify is that what the record is and that is the information that was provided to the zoning committee and that's then appealed here um, so it provides that clarity, and I appreciate uh, Supervisor Matano's efforts in, in getting that uh, done and clarifying the language. So, thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I have a question for Corporation Council. I, I guess I'll just first start by saying I, I think um, – the folks who worked on this, because I, I do think it's really important um, as a matter of due process that the board clearly understands what evidence um, we're using to make a decision, and, and that means the record and what the record is. Um, so, um, Carlos, is my interpretation correct that 
the record as defined in the, in the sub means that um, it would be inappropriate for or, you know, a violation of these rules to go outside and um, out of this proceeding and do any independent investigation or visit an area like the supervisor could not do that. They could not make um, their decision based on any information done um, through their own investigation or research. I guess I would take it a step further and say it would be inappropriate for them to make a decision based on that information if it's not part of the record. So yes. that answer? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, good. I just wanted um, to make that clear, and thank you for making it more clear. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I, I, I really support this, and I think it really helps clear up what the process is and what we should be looking at and what we should not be looking at in terms of um, making a decision. So thanks, folks. Thanks, Supervisor. Thank you, Supervisor Wegwagner. Is there further discussion on ordinance, ordinance Amendment 50, Sub 1 to Ordinance Amendment 54? Seeing none, again, this is, uh, requires two-thirds majority, so I'd like to record it as having passed unanimously. Um, when no, we just need a vote on Sub 1. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll vote on Sub 1, and then we'll do the um, general vote on Ordinance Member 54 afterwards. On sub one, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and sub one is approved. On Ordinance Member 54 as amended by sub one, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and Ordinance Amendment 54 passes unanimously. And now we are on um, resolution 623, award of contract for asbestos abatement for Northport Nurses Dorm. Um, what's before us is, um, is, is there's no amendment yet, but there, I understand that there will be an amendment to this. Supervisor Nelson. Yes, I'd like to amend the copy of Resolution 623 that was distributed. It doesn't have a sub one on it, but it does include in line 20 the language, the additional language, VCI Environmental Inc. for the amount of, and dropping the S and adding the dollar sign. Now, in addition, I noticed Wait, on, first on the, time you're going to move oh, the sorry, amendment. Is there a second? Seconded by um, McCarville. Supervisor Nelson. I noticed in addition on the. Uh, <coughs> On the, uh, the original one that was distributed on Legistar, line 22 says, the term of the debt issued to support the project will be 10 years. And on this one, it says there are sufficient funds available for this project, and it's not noted as different language. I don't know if that's an issue. Maybe we could ask the controller, first of all. Um. That, uh that's a good observation. We, we, we were identified the first error of the not naming the firm and then the S. Um, and in the process of redrafting that for this amendment, I think that uh, the term of the debt was dropped, but it, it should remain. So it, the original language should be in there? Yes. So I think really they, uh, it is to add the name of the firm on what was line 20, and I think it still, it still is line 20. Is to name uh, VCI Environmental and then to state the amount of 62,100. 
So on M4, line 20, the motion is yeah. not what's before you on your so desk. I, so but I, the I guess all we're moving is line 20 to change to line 20. Line, change right. line 20. So yeah. you're, you're moving the language that's in there on line 20. Right. And that's the only piece of your motion. We're, we're not doing a sub. We're just amending yeah. this on the face. And it will be the language that is on line 20, which is which is to um, delete S, include a dollar sign before 62, and before that say VCI Environmental Inc. for the amount of. That's correct. Okay. So is there a discussion on that motion? Seeing none, on the amendment to resolutions, oh, I'm sorry, Supervisor Downing. Well, what line 22 are we going with? It's line 20 on resolution 623 I understand that I'm asking which line 22 uh, we're now we are using. we are not we are not using the sub that's on the desk so the only change that's happening to resolution 623 is line 20 is being amended to add the name of the firm VCI environmental Inc and to cross out s and to make that a dollar sign the project will be 10 years the project will be 10 years Thank you. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, on um, Supervisor Nelson's amendment, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the resolution 623 is amended. On the main resolution, is there discussion? Again, this requires a two-thirds majority. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 623 is approved unanimously. And we have no other business, so is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Chenoa, seconded by Erickson. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned.